opera singers are the passion of my next guest, Fiona Hamilton, who co-founded the charity Opera Prelude over 10 years ago with opera singer Adriana Festu. Since then, the Prelude story has grown considerably, helping many exceptional opera singers. This Saturday, after months without any performance, they are holding a showcase concert for young artists at St Mary's in Henley and have now opened an online emporium to support opera singers through the pandemic. Let's find out more. Fiona, welcome to Tea Time with me, Ali Monjak. It's lovely to see you. Thank you, Ali. It's lovely to be here. Good, good. So it's been a very strange time for everybody, hasn't it? As we've just been discussing before we went on air, it it really has, you know. I mean, what a strange time, especially for performers at Opera Prelude. Well, uh, yes, thank you for your, your empathy. It's been a nightmare time for everyone in uh, any form of... Um, uh, performing um, arenas, whether it's theatre, um, uh, musical theatre, or in, in our case, opera. Uh, in March last year, we were faced with this really horrific prospect of having to cancel a whole season's worth of events. Um, events that we had con contracted for, paid for the venues, um, paid our young artists, and sold tickets and it was it was horrible trying to unscramble it all and wanting to do the best thing we could for the young artists because they were particularly vulnerable with other companies cancelling their contracts and you know it was just a dreadful time but um we couldn't have come through it without the support of our our audience and i'm really grateful for that fantastic wind the clocks back because you know how long ago was it that you actually started opera prelude um so i started it by accident i think i might have told you before i started it uh nearly 11 years ago i met a beautiful young mezzo-soprano just out of college and an incredibly talented young woman multilingual uh, sang beautifully and she was earning six pounds uh, for a performance and her travel was 12. And it really brought to the fore my understanding of the issues of um, oh, pay and unequal pay and all, all sorts of things. So I hadn't as a, a concert and opera go before, I hadn't really thought about. And so I heard myself saying, come on, let's do something uh, to help you. And uh, that was how Opera Prelude started. And um, she now has a PhD and she teaches at the top music conservatoire and she still performs and she's an amazing woman. And um, we certainly before COVID, we had 48 to 50 young artists uh, within the umbrella of our charity. And um, it, it's become like an enormous musical family. It's really fun. <laughs> That's fantastic. So what was her name? I know you told me her name before, but what's her name? Um, well, I went to, uh, uh, she's called Adriana and um, she's our founder director. And um, yep, she's an amazing performer, amazing academic. And I'm just so proud. She's doing really well with her career. Fantastic. <laughs> so, I mean, it really, really was that, as you said, you know, that, that you started to help her and then obviously your passion grew to, to help others, didn't it? Well, I think often 
um, as with these things, you don't set out uh, necessarily with a, a goal in mind. Uh, life has a habit of running away. And it was very much a, a joint uh a joint enterprise. Um, Adriana has the most phenomenal knowledge of opera history and uh, culture um, and all the compositional background to so many of the most well-loved operas. And I was hungry to learn from her. I, I knew that this was an area I needed to know more about. And the wonderful thing was that there were other people in our community that also wanted to know and so it was a lovely symbiotic start. It, it really was a win-win, both for Adriana and for all of us to learn more about this art form. And then, as I said, bit by bit over the years, we, we just embraced more and more young artists into our charity. No, that, that is really superly brilliant. So can you remember the, the first performance that you helped set up for Adriana? Well, we started with a six-week uh, lecture recital series on the history of opera, and we would meet once a week, uh, as I say, with a group from our local community, and she would talk and sing her way through 400 years of opera history. It was phenomenal. I mean, as I say, she's the most remarkable young woman. And... Um, that was so much fun. We then did a series on women in opera, and on the back of that, another soprano joined us, and then a tenor, and, you know, as I say, before we knew it, our family had expanded considerably. Yeah, I mean, normally before COVID, because, you know, you've now been going for 11 years, how many events and workshops and performances would, would have been organised through Opera Prelude, Prelude in a normal year? Gosh, that's such a, a nice question, Ali. Um, and a bit of a poignant one. Uh, we used to organise 75 plus concerts, um, lecture recitals, outreach work with the elderly, basically 75 opera events a year. And the whole lot had to stop. And as I said before, we weren't alone. I mean, every business, every every you know organization in the country were facing these same challenges we had no income coming in and yet we knew that we had this wonderful bunch of young artists that needed support financial support but emotional support too because so much of their identities tied up in their voice type and in um, the possibility of performing of singing beautiful music to an audience an audience gives back as much as they receive and when all of that stopped, we knew that we owed it to our young artists and to our supporters and to our donors to somehow try and keep going. Yeah, I understand. And, and it, it's been quite a challenge, hasn't it, over the last year for you? Definitely. So, I mean, what was the first thing that you did? I mean, how did you go about it? You didn't just get rid of every single performance, surely? Did you manage to um, reorganise some for last summer or how did that work outside? Well, um, again, thank you. Uh, in March, we were faced, as everybody was, with very, very frightening and bleak circumstances. And initially we thought that this would be relatively short-lived and as the weeks and months rolled on, it became more and more clear that um, 
uh, the, the pandemic was taking a terrifying hold. So we cancelled our summer season. Um, that must have been about 30 events, which was terrible. And uh, we still managed to pay all of our young artists. And then in August, uh, I think it was that we were in, in between a lockdown or something, we have an absolutely wonderful young tenor called Richard Dowling, who's doing really well with his career too. He uh, sings with English touring opera and he's just a great guy. And he phoned me up at um, rather a bad moment. And he said, I really, really need an audience. I really want to perform again. And I just uh, couldn't get my head around it. I was exhausted and stressed by trying to keep everything going anyway without trying to do some madcap performance. But Richard is hugely talented, charismatic, persuasive. And so we ended up, we did something called Arias Al Fresco, and it was outdoors, socially distanced. We must have had about um, 70 or 80 people in a large open space. And honestly, we were so lucky, Ali, it rained all day. We set up in the rain, we rehearsed in the rain, the audience arrived in the rain, and the performance was just under an hour, and it stopped raining just for the performance. <laughs> Brilliant. So definitely. The gods were shining on you. Yep. But then, you know, sadly, the whole country was put back into another lockdown and we knew we couldn't program uh, anything live. And so like every organisation and charity, we had no income coming in other than what we were able to generate from our online lectures. And so dependent on our audience's generosity and the generosity of donors. It's really been an extraordinary time. And we just kept battling on. We did a live performance, a live streamed performance at Christmas, but that didn't really count um, in terms of having an audience on, on the doorstep, you know, sitting in front of us. Everybody was behind a screen. So we're really thrilled. I'm so excited to be performing this weekend and then again in July. So <laughs> talk about what's happening this weekend, because that sounds brilliant. Yes, well, again, it's just such uh, such an honour, such a privilege to be able to do this. Uh, in March, we had postponed our 2020 auditions. Uh, we had a huge number, about 80 young artists who had applied to join us. And uh, unlike many organisations, Opera Prelude doesn't charge an, a young singer to audition. Uh, they can apply and be heard free of charge. And we were devastated because we had to cancel our auditions in March 2020. And so my colleagues and I, we decided that we would, within the um, COVID guidelines and, and uh, all the government um, constraints, that we would hold live auditions for the 2020 singers and the 2021 singers who wanted to be part of our Young Artists Programme. And so we did that and we've taken on eight new uh, rising young stars. They really are going to be stars, it's very exciting. And the concert that we have on Saturday in Henley-on-Thames, it's a showcase performance. It's basically introducing these wonderful young artists to our audience and giving them a, a, the opportunity to be fairly paid, 
um, to, to perform again. I mean, both of which are absolutely invaluable because they, like our organisation, they've had very little income and very few opportunities to sing. No, absolutely. So where is it in Henley-on-Thames? I mean, obviously other people can't come because we're still... Yes, they can. Can they? they can. It's in a church. So it's in St Mary's Church, um, just as you come over the river uh, mm. into Henley. It begins at seven o'clock in the evening. And uh, we're operating within the government guidelines and the guidelines of the church. But... Um, Yep, we have social distancing. We're operating at, I think it's 40% capacity or something. So right. it is open to the public and it's available on our website. So obviously, you know, you, you would still have to book tickets online. You can't just pitch up at St Mary's Church. Absolutely. Yes, please. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Fantastic. So let's just briefly talk about these eight wonderful new artists then. So opera singers. Um, mm. What's their names? Well, um, I yes, we've got eight of them, and they all come from different uh, musical backgrounds, music uh, conservatoire. Um, we've got two sopranos. Uh, we've got three mezzo-sopranos, one tenor. The tenor voice type is the hardest voice type often to to find i don't know why they they seem to be really thin on the ground and then we have two baritones as well um and all their biographies their photographs everything are on our our website if somebody would like to you know find out more about them oh lovely no well we would do that that's incredibly exciting so is that the um, that's the uh, voices of new talent, really? So that that's this Saturday. Um, oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. So that that's fantastic. So, what else have you been doing now to survive this whole COVID? I'm not going to say nightmare as such situation, you know, because it is a situation. I think that's right. Yeah. Well, um, once we had come through the initial challenges of unscrambling an entire summer season, uh, we gave grants to those in the greatest need, who needed the most support. We actually handed money um, to them, which was, it, it was a, a, a big commitment because we are a very small charity and I work as a volunteer, as you know, but we, we just felt that we had to do that. Um, to help them. And then, as I said, we transformed our strategy. We uh, now present weekly online events. And then this year, which we're really excited about, uh, my colleague and I, we both come from retail backgrounds. And uh, some other opera companies, like the Royal Opera House, they have a shop attached, so does um, ENO. And so we decided that it would be fun, a bit mad to open an online shop to support the work of our charity further. And we have teamed up with really interesting British craftsmen and women, um, making uh, unique, unusual, eclectic, um, sustainable uh, gifts and um, oh, sometimes music-related items, uh, handmade cards, and then some of our young artists also to try and earn money who started businesses 
So there's a wonderful soprano um, called Emily, and Emily is making chocolate brownies on our website. They're absolutely delicious. And she's also doing shortbread. There's an incredible mezzo-soprano called Amy, and Amy's got a beautiful voice. She used to sing for us often. She has done an amazing thing, and she started a company called Posy and Pear, and they make hand sanitizers and hand gels. And she's been featured in Vogue and she's been on um, television as well. So we're doing our best really to be supportive to our young artists in whatever way we can, whether it's helping them. We have a tenor who's going to be selling honey through us and a young conductor who's doing book reviews. So whatever we can do, if they've got an enterprise, our shop is like a platform to help them. And uh, as I said, we're teaming up with these British um, craftsmen and women, and you know, selling lovely gifts. Fantastic. So, you know, is instead of retraining, as was quite often the government guideline in this situation for people in the theatre, etc. I mean, you actually have created another enterprise for them, which is just brilliant, isn't it, really? Yes, well, thank you. And then also we have, we really have tried to be um, as focused and positive as we can. We felt that it was important to reach out to other young artists, not just opera prelude ones. And so with my lovely colleague, Adriana, uh, we posted a free admission industry insider seminars and we were so grateful. We had uh, some very distinguished people come on, rather like you and I are doing today, uh, on um, a Q&A Zoom um, session. And we had so many young singers all logging in, uh, wanting to learn from their experiences, wanting to ask questions. It was some really good debate. And that was very, very beneficial. And we've created a mentorship program so some of our older alumni who were in Opera Prelude at the very beginning, and they, they have become successful internationally in their own careers, uh, they are mentoring some of our newer intake. So we're excited. We're also nervous, like everybody in, in the arts is. We're nervous that there might be another lockdown. We're nervous as to whether audiences still have an appetite to come out for live performance. But we are excited and we're determined to pull through this. We've had no government funding, absolutely nothing from the Arts Council, nothing, nothing at all, because we're so small and we don't necessarily tick all the boxes. And we have survived thanks to our audience's generosity and our initiative, but definitely their generosity. Haven't you got patrons as well, people that actually support the charity? That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. their generosity. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. It, so that, I mean that 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 is fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, really? definitely. Absolutely. And, you know, you're obviously very well connected as well to be able to, you know, pull in um, experienced people on seminars as well that you know could could help. Um, well, because... I, I'm just grateful, Ali, um, and I think it's a wonderful thing about having been persevering for the last decade and a bit that um, 
they they can see the integrity of what we're trying to do and my colleague adriana um is very well regarded within the industry and it's the fun really of it it's it's making connections and bringing people together yeah definitely it is without a doubt and, and very well done so you know here's to the next decade um thank hopefully, you um you know it won't be quite as uh Stressful. Yes, yeah, stressful, I would think. You know, hopefully this year we will actually come back out um, of lockdown completely. They've now said that they think the day is, you know, in July, don't haven't they? So let's I hope so. for that day. So have you got many things organized for after that day, or are you very sort of tentative at the moment about things? Well, no, again. Um it's, we're really excited. Uh, there is a, a beautiful uh, area opposite the Royal Hospital um, in Chelsea in London, where mm. the Chelsea pensioners live. And there's um, a lovely uh, chapel there that has been converted to a performance space. And that's going to be our new home for live performance. So we're going to be doing a recital for World Opera Day. We're going to be doing a Christmas concert for the elderly in our community, free admission again. Um, and then we're hoping to be doing some masterclasses. And it really is a huge privilege to be allowed to perform in this, this lovely space. And then every once a month on a Friday in Henley, uh, we'll be doing lunchtime recitals. Um, uh, in the Christ in at Christchurch um, on the Reading Road, so uh, we're planning all of that at the moment, and it'll be going onto our website quite soon. But yep, we're going forward. We're going forward in in uh, with strength and courage and a well, great thankfulness. Absolutely, I'm glad to hear it because you must. It, it it is the only way forward, isn't it? Is to try and be positive, I think, and um, hopefully it will come to fruition um so yeah well look do you know what fiona thank you so much for coming on tea time today thank you really lovely to catch up and my goodness you know you have really been very busy throughout the entire pandemic haven't you yeah no box sets for me ali <laughs> well i can't say we're missing much no i don't know <laughs> me either but <laughs> <laughs> no no well that that's really good uh, and do keep thank in you. touch won't you yes i will thank you so much and all the best to your, your listeners thank you bye you can subscribe to tea time on spotify and youtube look forward to chatting with my next guest on the tea time sofa this time next saturday in the meantime, if you would love to get in touch about having a chat with me, you can reach me on teatime at forthenow.co.uk or you can find me on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on Teatime with AM. Bye for now.